I'm so thankful. We're getting ready to bring the man of God for today onto the pulpit. I'm so thankful and blessed to have one of my dearest friends 25 years ago. 25 years ago. He likes it when I say 25 years ago. He didn't like it this morning when I said we've been friends for a quarter of a century. But 25 years ago, I preached camp meeting. My wife and I were, were uh, young married. And uh, I preached a camp meeting in the state of Oklahoma. His father was the district superintendent. And that week, I had the privilege of meeting Brother Justin and his wife, Sister Cherie. And at that time, their baby, Madison, was, uh, was in their arms, a, just a tiny little baby. And from that time till now, we've been dear friends. He is a great preacher. You're going to find that out in a few moments. And, and, and I'm not going to have to tell you that because you're just going to notice it. But what you don't notice is that he's a great man, and he's a dear friend, and I honor him and his family. Uh, his family of three grew to a family of six. Amen. They said that, that when they had COVID, they lost their taste. I, with them big old boys, I should have taken them to McDonald's since they can't taste it anyway. But we're so glad to have their family here, and uh, thankful to have Austin and Preston and Aaliyah and Madison here with them. And excited about what the Lord's going to do. It's my privilege to bring one of my dearest friends to this pulpit. Put your hands together. Welcome Brother Justin Hancock and the Lord. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, a good hand clap. Now, add a little shout with that. With a voice of triumph. spirit that's here. I give honor to your pastor and, and uh, he's my friend and I'm so thankful. Uh, the Bible says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother and, and, and we know who that is but uh, Jonathan Vasquez is, is a close second. Amen. He sticks close to me. Amen. And I appreciate his friendship. Bishop Wilson, uh, I may have said it before when I was here but I remember my first introduction to you and your, your wife at a conference, I believe, in, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Long time ago, amen. But uh, my mom and dad think so highly of you all. And, and what, Matt, what, what meant something to me was that he came up to me and got down on my level and shook my hand. I was a little guy then. Well, I was shorter, amen. <laughs> but he, uh, he, he introduced himself and... That means a lot to a young person. Amen. When somebody goes out of their way and says, hey, I'm not too big to shake your hand and say I love you and I'm honored to meet you. Amen. So that made an impact on my life. And little did I know that uh, years down the road, I would meet Brother Vasquez and it all just kind of connects. And I'm so thankful for that introduction years ago. Amen. So honored to have my family here. Amen. My wife. Yeah. Amen, amen. Amen. Yes, all the kids are single, and, and I want to keep it that way as long as I can. So all you boys, you look that way. All you girls, you look that way as well. <laughs> amen, amen. No, I, 
You never know. You never know. But uh, yeah, they're all single. But I, I do, I do love my family, and so thankful, so thankful. Amen. To to have them. Amen. Thankful for the room. Everything's been been, been tremendous, and and uh, I went to sleep last night, but my jaw was already hurting from from from, from laughing so much, and and it does good like a medicine. It does good like a medicine. Amen. So. Thank you, Brother Voskis and Sister Voskis. And girls, man, Kate, amen. I, I didn't get to see you last night, but goodness. She and uh, Aaliyah were just little bitty when the last time I saw her. So, amen. Beautiful girls, and we're so thankful to be here. Amen. Amen. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 15. I'm going to do my best to preach what the Lord laid on my heart. And uh, I'm going to preach... Uh, sometimes it takes a while to get to what your your title is, uh, but I, I'm believing that I'm going to, by the help of the Lord, going to preach to, and, and it's not always possible, but I feel like everybody in the house, amen, God wants to talk to us, amen, 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 not me, but what I feel the Lord laid on a heart, 15 and 11 of Luke, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. He divided unto them his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, everybody say, when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. He began to be in want. I believe that's going to happen here in Potts Camp. I believe there's going to be some hunger start stirring in some people that used to be on these pews. People in your family that you've been praying a long time for. Amen, amen. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have fain filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I, I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. Let's put down our Bibles, lift up our hands, ask God to move in this place today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing that's already here, God. God, I pray right now that you speak to every person here, Lord. I pray that your anointing would rest upon me. Come on, let's pray, church. Lord, I lack the wisdom, the vocabulary, the knowledge. I need your help right now, Jesus. Oh, speak to your people, God. We love you. We praise you. We magnify you, Jesus. Have your way today, God. And we'll give you all the praise and honor. Let's give him one more good hand clap of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated today. I want to preach while, while I'm waiting. While I'm waiting. The moments of decision, Tony Robbins said, it's that what determines our destiny. 
give me my inheritance. The Bible says he gave them his divided living. Everybody say them. You don't have to leave the father's house to get your inheritance. Amen, somebody. He divided it unto them. Amen. <laughs> I don't have to go out there. I've got everything I need in here. Amen. He gave them the divided living. Amen. I don't know what possessed the younger son to think he should receive his inheritance now. It doesn't appear it was friends. It doesn't appear it was an acquaintance. But without reason, the younger son felt best to get what's coming to him right now. It was just a few days with his inheritance in hand. He decides to walk away from the father's house. Amen. Let me help somebody right now, young and old. There's nothing out there that can compare to what's in the Father's house. Amen, somebody. I want to tell every young person, every mom and dad, every husband and wife, widow, grandma, grandpa, your testimony of God keeping you. Amen. You staying in the church, you staying faithful, you staying committed has just as much of an impact as if God picks somebody's out, picks somebody out of the gutter. Amen. Don't let the devil tell you you've got to go out there to have a testimony. <laughs> I said, don't let the devil tell you you got to go out there before you have a testimony. Is it harder for God to keep you or to pull you out from it? I'm here to tell you, if you are going to stay in the Father's house, you've got just as good as testimony as somebody's been picked up out of the miry clay. Don't let him be little. God's keeping power in your life. Amen, somebody. Don't let him be little what God has done to protect you and, and keep you. So despite the benefits of staying in the father's house, he's drawn to a place he's never been. The devil has always attempted to devalue your inheritance. To Eve, it was knowledge that was more valuable than a garden. Amen. To Esau, it was a bowl of soup. To Judas, it was 30 pieces of silver. He'll always try to convince you that there's something more valuable far from the Father's house. Hear this preacher. Don't ever lose the value of God choosing you. <laughs> I said don't ever lose the value of God choosing you. Amen. I don't know how many billions are in this world, but I'm here to tell you, if he chose you. Amen. If he chose you. Don't let the devil say there's something better out there. There's something more valuable out there. If he chose you, if he picked you up, if he, if he brought you in this church or if you were born in this place, don't ever lose the value of him choosing you. Amen. But that subtle serpent will convince you it's better out there. There's no rules, no boundaries, no limitations. And to a young boy with a full wallet, he's persuaded to walk away. I'm convinced there's too many of our young people are lost today because the responsibility of the inheritance was dumped in their laps instead of, uh, 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 of allowing them to appreciate what they have. Give it to me now, he said, and it was given to him. And I'm not trying to fault the father, but sometimes uh, our lack of experience produces wasted substance. Amen. Anybody ever made some mistakes when you were young? Amen. Anybody squandered anything when you were young? Amen. So... So uh, that's what happened. Trust, trust those who've walked on before you. But nonetheless, he leaves the father's house. Verse, verse 13 says he goes into a far country, the links that we go to to get away from the father's house. The farther you get away, amen, the more 
uh, or the less conviction can work for you. Amen. It's a wasted substance. Verse 14, he's got to spend it all. I'm here to tell a mom, a dad, amen, uh, uh, somebody's been, a grandma's been praying for your family. The reason why they haven't returned is they're still not through spending. Amen. I said they're still not through spending. We get so frustrated because I, I talked to the class a little bit this morning, the, the, the group this morning. I said the, the, the distance in the white spaces in the, in the word of God can make us feel like God's not answering our prayers. But I'm here to tell you, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years, a thousand years as unto a day. So just because he doesn't answer your question right now or doesn't answer your prayer right now, I'm here to tell you, amen, that, that child just hasn't spent it all yet. You just keep praying. You keep coming to the Father's house. You just keep living right and, and, and putting those seeds out there. I promise you one day he's going to come around. He's going to get through spending. He's going to get through wasting it. There's just a process that he's got to go through to empty himself out. And when he empties himself out, hunger and want all, all of a sudden becomes what he desires. I, there, there's something better, amen, than where I'm at right now. So keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on praying. Be encouraged after the waste is over. Hunger and want will replace that desire for worldly pleasures. They just haven't spent it all yet. So when you see them getting frustrated, get excited, that's your, that's your sign. Get ready. They're about, they're about to come home. Something's happening. Something's changing. After he came to himself, after the hangover, after the high, he starts to remember home. Those seeds you planted are always going to produce. Amen, somebody. I'm thankful that a long time ago there were some seeds planted in my life. I didn't know when they were going to produce, but Pastor V said it this morning, one plants and one waters, but God's the one that gives the increase. You keep on planting. You keep on watering. And you do what you can do, and you leave the rest to God. Amen. The increase is going to come if you just keep on planting, if you just keep on watering, you just keep on doing what you're supposed to. Be weary. Don't not be weary in well-doing for a new season. You're going to reap if you faint not. Amen, somebody. They're going to produce. Verse 18 through 19, he says, I will arise and go to my father. The journey home begins. Now I'm getting to my message. While I'm waiting. While I'm waiting on God to convict the child. While I'm waiting on God to bring home the husband, the wife, amen, the grandma, the grandson, the granddaughter. While I'm waiting on God to do that, there's some things I've got to do. What are we doing in the white spaces of our life? Days and months and even years can pass between verses, amen, in Scripture. So it's what's done in between that is equally as important. Amen. Verse 22 of what I read uh, uh, in, the, in the verse, uh, in the chapter here, let's read that. It says, but the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe, amen. Verse 22 tells us what the father was doing while he was waiting. There are four things listed that reveal the heartbeat of the father to his wayward son. The first thing he mentions was bring me the robe. The robe or the garments identified who you were. The father knew that the robe the son left with would now be tattered, filthy, or missing altogether. The new robe represents a new identity. But Bishop Wilson, it wasn't just any robe. The father said bring me the best robe. 
You know what that lets me know? The Bible says that uh, because it was identified as the best robe, there must have been other robes. But the father, while the son was away, I believe went to the best seamstress in town and said, I don't know when my boy is coming home. I don't know when he's going to show up. But I don't want you to spare any expense on making him a robe. Because when he comes down that road one day, when he walks through those doors one day, it's not going to be judgment and criticism that he faces. It's going to be a father that wraps himself a new, a best robe around him and lets him know, hey, you're home. It's going to be ours. So while you're waiting on the son to come home, go get you a best robe. Say, I'm not going to let what he did identify him and keep him from being used in the kingdom of God. I've got a new robe. It's going to be the best thing that money can buy. Spare no expense. Make sure they're stitching it. He knew, he knew, he knew he was going to waste this. The attitude of the, of, the, of the prodigal son, he knew he was going to mess up. Give me my inheritance. I'm so thankful that God didn't saw not what I was, but what I could be. I'm so glad when he looked down at us, he said, you know what? They may have messed up, but they deserve the best. Oh, man, what a, what a God we serve. There's so much hope and potential in this building this morning. I believe, I, I believe somebody's going to get a revelation right now. Hey Amen. You've been holding your head down. You've been defeated. You've been discouraged. You feel like you'll never be anything in the kingdom of God. Uh, you've got too, many bag, too much baggage and, and too many mistakes. I'm here to tell somebody there's a father that's waiting on you to understand your value. I chose you, and don't ever lose that value. Don't ever lose lose the fact that I handpicked you and I also handpicked what I'm putting on you and it's worthy you're worthy of the robe amen somebody turn your neighbor and say you're worthy he made you worthy aren't you thankful he made us worthy the ring the ring represents authority had the family crest or seal on it. He said, bring me the ring. Bring me the ring. He's got to put something on him. Put a ring on his hand. Let him know that I'm putting my name back on you. God, help me. When they come in this place, and I feel it, I feel it. Believe me, I feel it. I, I feel there's going to be such an, I said it today, this morning, I feel there's going to be such an influence, uh, an influx of, uh, of backsliders. I believe there's such a, so many seeds that's been planted. I'm here to encourage somebody right now. I don't know how long you've been praying. I don't know, but God's about to put his name back on somebody. Somebody's about getting fed up with where they're at right now. Amen. You may not understand what they're going through and you may have wasted, you may have they wasted everything and when, when are they ever going to change? I'm here to tell you, what you don't see behind the scenes uh, is a voice saying, I'm getting so sick of this life. Uh, I wish I could go home. Uh, I wish I could be back in the Father's house. Uh, I wish I could go back around my family. I, I'm here to tell us they got to know that when they walk through those doors, there's going to be somebody saying, come on in. Uh, I got a robe for you. I got a ring for you. I want to put my name back on you. You're going to be identified anew. So hold your head up, church. 
I'm giving my son the ring. I'm putting my name back on you. You will not be identified by that anymore. God forgive us if we ever cast any judging eyes if anybody comes in. If it had not let Israel now say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I may not have that testimony, but if it had not been for the Lord. Oh, every one of us can sit there for about five seconds and you can identify something in your past and say, if it had not been for the Lord, my life would have been different. Amen. So the next time somebody comes in, if it had not been for the Lord, the Bible says when you see somebody overtaken with a fault, ye that are spiritual, restore such a one. God, I pray that restoration would flow through this church, through this community, through this world, and let somebody know there's a father that's got a robe and a ring for you. Puts the shoes on him next. The ability to walk right is now restored. The path you were on was not the right path. Amen. Let's put some shoes on. So glad he doesn't leave anything undone. Because a robe and a ring without the shoes. More than just his name, gotta be more than do identity. I want him to know he's gonna walk different. When people come in this place, they need to know there's enough Holy Ghost to pull them out, not only pull them out, but to keep them on the right path. How many believes there's a Holy Ghost that's so real and so strong, amen, so genuine that addiction has to bow? Amen, that addiction has to bow. You don't have to leave here the same way. No, I've got some shoes for you. You don't have to leave here the same way. I've got some shoes for you. You don't have to go back into the weekend beggarly. i got some shoes for you that's going to put you on the right path. Next, the Bible says, he said, go, go. Go bring the fatted calf. Pastor Voskis, I asked some friends of mine a while back, said, how long does it take to fatten a calf? He said, about six months. And when he said that, so if it takes about six months to fatten a calf, the father always must have had a calf ready. He said, go bring me, he didn't say go fatten the calf and in six months we're going to have a part. He said, go bring me the fatted calf. It doesn't say how long the son was away. It doesn't say how long he was out there. It doesn't say how long he was messed up. But the father said, I've been waiting for this day. I've been preparing. I know one of these days he's coming home. And so if it's six months from now, get the calf ready. If it's a month after that, you better have another calf ready. If it's a year after that, you better have another. I'm here to tell somebody, don't forget the calf. Don't forget that, hey, he is coming home. 
I just got to make sure when he gets here, I got something that's going to feed him. I got something that's going to restore. <laughs> I got to make sure when he comes home, there's a fatted calf ready. While I'm waiting, let's prepare for a party. Amen. While I'm waiting, let's prepare like they're coming in tomorrow. I don't know when he's coming back, but I'm getting the table spread. I'm getting the ready. I'm getting the food ready. I'm getting the robe ready. I'm getting the ring ready. I'm getting the shoes ready. I don't know when, but get the fatted calf. Somebody ought to pause right now and say, God, I give you praise because you determined when he's coming home. I determined what's waiting for him. So, God, I'm praising you right now. I'm praising you right now because you're letting me know he's coming. Yeah, yeah, come on. He's coming. She's coming. I said, he's coming. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving in this place right now. He's coming. She's coming. Get ready. 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 Give me the fatted calf. I'm not going to wait anymore idly, but I'm going to make sure when they get here, the, the spirit that was here already this morning is what's going to greet them. God, never let us get past the place. Don't ever let us get past the point that we forget the calf. See, the spaces in between. The spaces in between of So it was a minimum of six months from when he left the father's house. A minimum of six months had passed. A minimum of six long months. When is he coming home? There was something that the father did, though. The Bible says, he, he, I don't believe this for one minute, but the Bible says that he saw him when he saw him. I believe there was such, you want to get your pastor and your bishop excited? You let a backslider come walking through the door. It wasn't by accident that the father would just have him pass by and say, oh, hey, look, that, that looks familiar. He looks familiar. No, he was watching. I'm here to tell us when we make our preparations, when we do what we have to do, we can sit with anticipation knowing he's coming. Amen. I put everything in store. I've been working. I've been trying. I've been putting forth the seed. I've been planting. I've been watering. And now I'm just going to anticipate. I don't know when it's going to be, but I know one of these days he's going to come in. One of these days he's going to come in. I'm just going to keep on anticipating. All the preparations of the Father, however, were in vain. Because there was a law, a judgment that awaited the son that ashamed his father. Yeah, Deuteronomy 21, 18 through 21 tells you what to do to a gluttonous, rebellious, stubborn, drunkard of a son or daughter. The elders would call them out. The gates of the city, the outer part of the city, and the stoning for her. That was what was awaiting the, the son on the way home. 
Bible says he saw him and had compassion on him. The father runs and falls on him. Yes, he was compassionate. Yes, that was his boy. Brother Voskis, he was protecting his son from the elders. He was protecting his son from the judgment that was waiting him. There's a reason why he kept watching every day. There's a reason why he kept preparing because he knew if I'm, a, if I'm just an hour late, the elders might catch him. The older brother too, yeah. If, 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 I'm not, if I'm not watching and anticipating, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to hurt him and damage him and do him wrong. So I've got to anticipate when he's coming. I've got to look for when he's coming. And when the Bible says he sees him from afar off, he runs and falls on his neck, kisses him, has compassion on him, and holds him. He was sitting there saying, he's my son. I know he messed up. I know he made mistakes. I know he made a fool out of my neck. I know he embarrassed the life of this city. I know he brought shame to this church. I know they did whatever it is but there's a father that said I know there's a great build, a God of mercy ready, willing, and able to help them. God help us be that shield that protects people when they come in the house of God. Oh they're already fighting enough to get here. They don't need to fight anything when they get here. They need to understand there's a father that's going to fight for them, that's going to shield them, that's going to protect them. Mercy said, no, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you slip away. You don't have to be afraid. Mercy said, no, sin will never take control. Life and death stood face to face. Darkness tried to steal my heart away. But mercy Mercy said no. I'm thankful this morning for mercy. All the preparations, all the planning would have been killed if the younger brother had met him first. If the spirit of the other brother would have met him instead of the father. I'm trying to help you best I know how. I told him this morning, I said, when I walk around here and I see this beautiful place and I see the plans, I see everything that's going on, it's like my, me stepping in my dream car, that C7, uh, Z06, stepping in there and, and, and just putting a fuzzy dice on there. That's all I'm going to do this morning is try to put a fuzzy dice uh, on what's going on here. I can't add really to what's going on in this church, but I'm here to tell somebody right now, we better, we better make sure that when they walk in, uh, that spirit of the other brother doesn't start rising up and say, oh, I know what you did. I never left. I never forsook him. I never embarrassed him. I never hurt him. Oh, God, help us be where we reach out and run out and say, oh, no, 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 you're not touching my baby. You're not touching my boy. You're not touching my girl. Amen. I know they messed up, but this is my baby. There's a father in this house, and I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. There's a father in this house. 
this morning that despite your mistakes, despite the fact that everyone else has given up on you, is simply waiting for you to make the move to come home. He's already got everything prepared. The hardest battle is for someone to say, I'm going to the front. I'm coming home. But if he has a table already spread. If he has something already prepared for you. If he's got everything lined out just like that. All he wants you to do is simply taste and see. That the Lord is good. Oh God help us this morning. Help us convey the right spirit and the right attitude that says look. You will not be identified by who you were. You're putting on a new name. That's what baptism in his name is all about. That's what getting the infilling of the Holy Ghost is all about. I'm not walking out of here the same way I came. I got new shoes on. I got new authority. I got a new identity. I refuse to walk out of here. I'm here to tell somebody the best thing you can do right now is simply say, I'm going home. The, the, the prodigal said, he's got servants that are better off than me. Hey, it's okay. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Amen. But he will lift you up. When we get the understanding that if we allow ourselves to just fall under the arms of grace. That's what David did. He said, I don't want my enemies to get me. I don't want it. I just want to rest in your arms, God. Whatever you want from me. If we could get to that place and say, God, I know I made mistakes, but I want to own up to them. I know I messed up, but I'm going to my father's house. He might not have me. I might be a slave for the rest of my life, but regardless, I'm going to the house of God. Regardless, I'm tired of waiting for everything to just be right in my life. It wasn't right when you were out there. Get it right in here. Come back to the house of God and say, if I could just taste the mercy one more time. I want you to stand with me. Despite the fact everyone else has given up on you, he's waiting. He'll cover you. I said he'll cover you. I'm going to say it another, he'll cover you. Somebody in this place doesn't feel like your sins are coverable. I'm ready to tell you, there's a God that can cover everything. I said, there's a God that can cover everything. I don't know what you've done. I don't have to know. But I know there's a God that's able to reach his arm and wrap his arms around you and say, oh, no, you're not touching my baby. You're not touching my son. He was dead. Every backslider listening, come home. To every saint that's grown cold, come home. We've been waiting. Not with judgment. Not with condemnation. We got something new hanging in the closet. We got something new on the shelf. We got something fresh in the oven. Come, just, just, just come. To every saint that's grown cold, come home. To every young person about to cave into pressure, come home. Just come home. Can we lift up our hands right now? The Holy Ghost is in this place in a great way.
I bind the spirit of condemnation right now. God never condemns. God never condemns. So if you're feeling that, that's not from God. That's not from God. God never condemns. He never will condemn you. So if you're feeling that, you just you shake it off. But he does a beautiful thing called convict. That's when your hearts are pricked. That's when you say, he's right, I need to go home. You don't have to dwell in the pig pen. You don't have to, let, you don't have to stay there any longer. You may bring God nothing but broken pieces, but I promise you, he's able. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he, he, take, he took that cistern and he broke it so much, Brother, Brother Voskis, he broke it up where it could not be put back together. That was God doing it. Because he knew that if somehow we could fix it, he knew if somehow if we could fix it, but sometimes you got to get to a place where you say, God, I can't. I can't fix it. So right now, I want you to do this. I want you to lift up your hand and say, God, fix it. I'm home, God. Fix it. Does that mean every day is going to be sunshine for this? No, 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 no. But I'm in his house. Doesn't mean everything's going to go smooth in my life, but I'm in his house. And everything in the Father's house is at my disposal. That's what he told the older brother. I didn't ever do this. He said, didn't you realize? Brother Wilson, I hope we realize where we're at. I hope we realize where we're at. I hope we realize that everything that we could ever want is In the Father's house. Come on, lift up your voice right now. Lift up your hands right now. Come on. Come on, really talk to him. Really talk to him. Really cry out to him right now. Come on, really cry out to him right now. Come to yourself. Realize, wait a minute, what? What am I doing here? How did I get here? There's people with no identity. There's people that are bound to a job in my father's house. Nevertheless, they're better off. I'm going to go home. Come on, pray right now. Pray right now. Pray right now. Come on, pray right now. Don't let any temptation, don't let anything out there tell you, this is where you need to be. This is, it's much better out there. No, no, no. There's nothing out there worth going after. But emptiness, want, hunger, pain, that's what's out there. Just come home right now. Come on, young man. Come on, sir. Come on, mom and dad. I, I, come on, just lift up your voice right now. We've got something prepared for you. We've got something planned for you. You'll never find joy out there, but we've got joy, and it's unspeakable. You'll never find peace out there, but we've got peace that passes all understanding. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on, praise him right now. Praise him. Come on, praise him. I need your mercy, Jesus. I need your mercy. I need you, Jesus. 
Come on, pray, 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 pray. You're in the Father's house. Pray, pray right now. Pray right now. Come on, pray right now. Pray with somebody. Don't let anybody pray by themselves. Pray with somebody. Because I promise you they feel there's an older brother around here. Let them know. No, 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 no. The Spirit of the Father reigns in this place. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, yes, yes. I'm tired of spending. I'm tired of wasting. I want something real, Jesus. I want something fulfilling, Jesus. I want something lasting. Is it true, God? Can you really love me? Can you really help me? Pray with somebody.
journeyed into a far country but it never references the journey home as being far doesn't take much to say God I'm coming home just come home it's a short trip to find mercy as the Bible says he's as close as a mention of his name come on somebody love him one more time Love him, let's praise him. Come on, let's praise him. Reach out to him. Come on, let's rejoice. Yeah, let's rejoice. Come on, let's rejoice. You can't have me, devil. You can't have me. I've got a name, I got a robe, I got a ring. I got a home. Come on, let Israel, let Bethlehem now say if it had no been for the Lord. Come on, worship him. Into this church. I take it as a promise 
I'm taking it as a promise for revival, Lord, in Jesus' name. Reach over and pray with somebody close to you that the hand of God would be on their life, that the power of God would move on them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. That's right. Take, take a minute and pray one for another. God, strengthen my brothers and sisters. You know the burdens they carry. You know the weights they carry. You know the trials, oh God. You know everything they're dealing with. You know the guilt, the shame, the hurts, the wounds. God, you know it all. But God, I'm praying for the oil of your anointing to touch for healing in the mind, healing in the heart, healing in the spirit, healing in the body, oh God. Healing in your body, Lord Jesus, the body of Christ, the church. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Hancock, for preaching. Amen. How many is looking forward to tonight? It's going to be awesome. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Let me, let me just, let me say just one more thing. If you're here and all you can measure is how far you are. Brother Hancock said something very powerful just the last minute or so before, before he quit. The journey home is shorter than the trip out. Because the trip out is to a far country. But when you start coming home while you're a, a great way away, a far off, because the Father makes up the distance. The far country doesn't run to you when you're going, but the Father runs to you when you're coming. So he shortens the distance for you. So don't think about how hard it is and why you can't do it. Just remember, wherever you are, God's going to come to where you are right now. And he's going to meet you. Amen. Lift your hands one more time. The Holy Ghost is still moving here. Hallelujah. Amen. I want everybody to lift your voice and pray. Amen. Why don't we take this moment and why don't we make an investment in backslidden people, people that are away from God? people that have, have left the presence of the Lord. Can you make this an investment in those people? Some of our young folks' parents are away from God. They need to come home. Some of your children are away from God. They need to come home. Your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your neighbors, let's make an investment right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't we take that step towards them right now by praying for them? Why don't we run to meet them right now by praying for them in Jesus' name? Wherever they are, God, we're reaching for them. We're going to them in prayer to set, set them free, to shake them loose, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, make an investment right now in the Holy Ghost in tonight's service, God. Let this whole day be bathed with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God, those that should have been here but weren't, Reach for them where they are, on the lake, fishing, wherever they are. Bring them to the house of God so the Holy Ghost can renew them and touch them tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Look, the altars are open. I'm, you 
pray as long as you want. I'm going to ask the church. I know tomorrow is a holiday, and so I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking about the holiday tomorrow, but after tomorrow, I'm going to ask you to really concentrate on how the Lord would like to lead you in prayer and fasting. For the next, for the next few weeks, we're going to pray and fast for another level of revival. Amen. And so I want you I want you to enjoy your holiday. I'm not imposing on the holiday. Enjoy it. We need time to rest. We need time to relax. We need time to celebrate and spend with family. After the holiday's over, it's time for us to go to work. We've got to fatten that calf. Get the robe ready. Because there's people coming. Amen.